Welcome. Uh, another special edition. They're all special, but this one's special. I've been looking forward to this for a while to get with uh, Stefan and uh, talk about his collection of twins. It's it's part of his moniker and it's part of uh, his identity. And I'm looking forward to hearing all things twins for the next few minutes. But first, thanks to our sponsors who are not all twins fans, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a part of the Major League Baseball uh, landscape and, uh, you know, a nice franchise. But thanks, Tops. Thanks, Panini. Thanks, Upper Deck. Thanks, Mike's Stadium Sport Cards. Thanks, Burbank Sports Cards. Thanks, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions. Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, and of course, ComC.com that Stefan would like to thank also. So I'm very pleased to have ComC as a sponsor, and I'm very glad that you are uh, available to do this in- interview, uh, Stefan. We've been on before. Uh, this one was intended to be in person, but it's Zoom. And so we are looking at each other, and we are going to talk about the twins or the senators or whatever, whatever you talk about for your favorite team. So welcome, Stefan. So uh, when I was a kid, we were kind of looking for things for me to do to uh, give, give me uh, something to do during the day. So um, I initially went with postcards, but that was kind of dulling, and I kind of quickly taken to sports, so I was kind of looking for that identity. And um, a lot of my collection is kind of personal, so I kind of chose the home state that I was in, um, being Minnesota, that I was born in, uh, and then uh, just kind of grew from there. So well, I quickly found the Vikings, and I quickly found the North Stars briefly, and then... Um, I uh, just kind of attached to the twins being the stable in the state. So are you still doing the North stars, which are now the stars? Is that because that's- I, I, I do have a good collection of the pre 93 North stars. Um, if I come across a Dallas star, I'll take it, especially like Mike Madonna or somebody with a huge name from the team, but um, a little bit. What do you, um, well, are you, I think you're getting close to the end on your, uh, on your twins, aren't you? Uh, of the Minnesota stuff. Uh, I certainly am. Uh, I just finished. I'd actually just finished Upper Deck this week. Leap, I have a few cards left. Uh, the main one being the uh, David Ortiz from 1998. Uh, Pinnacle, I'm done with. Tops, I have a 53 and two 52s, I think. And um, yeah, just, just uh, a few sporadic ones here and there outside of errors and variations and whatnot. So what's what's after that? I mean, you, uh, isn't that achievable? Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, it, it Maybe a hundred bucks left uh, worth of just single one here, whether I can find them or not is another question, obviously. But um, after that, I think uh, I, I might go through some of the inserts, some of the stuff that I've neglected because I've really only done the base set. Um, but Okay. So uh, we're talking about Ortiz down yet. Are you talking about the David Arias? Yes. Version? And are you yes, talking about gold and platinum or just the regular? Uh, the base for now, but I'd love to chase down the gold and platinum, of course. You realize on my wall of fame, my my card of choice for which I didn't show you when you were over here. But my card <laughs> of choice for David Ortiz is the is the platinum, mm, gorgeous card. And I think I'm, it's kind of a test because mm. I, everything is alphabetized with all the sports mixed in. And why is this guy with the last name of an A in with the O's? So it's a trick question to see if anybody is really a fan. But I'm wondering how many of those cards are sold as common. So you you, you know keep. Keep looking. There's got to be some <laughs> dummies out there that don't know that he changed his name. And you know, when he changed his name, all of a sudden he became a slugger. <laughs> sure, yeah, exactly. It just seemed like it came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a he's a big guy. He's strong. You know. So, mm-hmm. um, but that wasn't. You know, you were you predated that quite a bit, right? Of, of uh, and he again, his great years came unfortunately not with the twins. Right. Well, and so I kind of. 
I had collected it through those years, but it really kind of blew up with the 98 home run chase and more so for my team, um, the 2000 contraction between the Expos and Twins that was rumored that thankfully are, are doing well in 2001 kind of as a spring up team in 2002 with the pennant chases. Um, we just uh, kind of exploded from there. And unfortunately, that's the year that Ortiz left. Um, but uh, they called it injury issues. But I, th- I think monetarily might have been another reason. Um but uh, it just all kind of grew from there. I mean, that 2002 team with Minkiewicz and Koski and Ortiz and Jack Jones, I think it might have been the next year, uh, Tori Hunter coming up through the wings. It's just a great team to kind of let, latch on to. Well, they've always had some great players. I mean, they've, they've got a great legacy. And, they're, you know, it's amazing how, you know, for me, I'm older, you know, so I kind of remembered them as the, as the senators. Mm-hmm. You know, and when they left the Washington, it was because they were – they were kind of an exercise in futility sure. and when they got to Minnesota with fresh fans and new energy, they, um, you know, they, they start putting it together. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, if you look at some of those early teams, especially the late senators, they had the pieces in place. I mean, you had Jim lemon, you had Roy Sievers, oh, uh, Killebrew was coming up, Camilo Pasquale naturally. Yeah. But still, I mean, I don't know. They just, they, they, so they had some sluggers, you know, but they weren't, yeah, I, I yeah I, I don't know. I mean, again, it's it's uh, you know before expansion, uh, you know you had to go through the Yankees. <laughs> so, Pretty much, yeah. So that was uh, kind of a uh, you know a tough situation. But again, like I said, with the expansion, it kind of gave a lot of teams a, a new lease on life and opened things up. And and uh, you know I suppose yeah the Twins uh, the Twins have had uh, every so often they've had some great runs and they've had some great players. Uh, Absolutely. Fact, do you think it's not the curse of the twins, but they, 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 have you felt that some of their really very best guys have not been there the whole time or have had uh, had an, a, a dreaded uh, strange injury or something? I mean, you look, you know, David uh, Ortiz leaves and then he goes on a, a terror. Uh, the uh, Tony Oliva, who arguably is a Hall of Famer, gets these uh, knee problems. Uh, Kirby Puckett loses his eyesight all of a sudden. These are <laughs> potentially iconic twins who uh, uh, some are already in the Hall of Fame, but you just think if they were hitting on all cylinders, if they kept Rod Carew, I mean, am I speaking your language? Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, Carew obviously uh, had his trade demands filled, and it's unfortunate. Um, uh, a, a more recent example, Justin Morneau took a uh, fielder to the head, and uh, he uh, had concussion issues ever since, or Joe Maurer even. Um, I mean, yeah, Tony Oliva with the knees, it's unfortunate. I would love to see him crack 2,000, 3,000 hits maybe. Um, Rod Carew, I would have loved to see, even though he played against us to get his 3,000th hit, I would have loved to see it in the Powder Blues, I guess, at the time. Um, It's kind of unfortunate. I mean, we're kind of a cursed state in that those are our only two uh, championships outside of the WNBA and the NWHL uh, that uh, kind of bring glory to the state. I mean, currently of the major metros in the U.S., have four of the uh, have a team in the major four state uh, teams, major four leagues. Cannot speak. NBA, uh, NHL, NFL, and MLB. We're the only metro area that hasn't played in a World Series title game at all. When, regardless, we're not Boston here. Uh, we had the longest drought. And it's kind of unfortunate. Um, I would love to see a little bit more success, especially individually, because we've had some great players that deserve a ring with us. Kevin Garnett had to go to Boston. Oh, 
well, I guess Boston's a problem. Uh, what about, you know, Texas? You know, Texas didn't steal the North Stars, but they came down here and they didn't. And they're, they're, they're like cousins to the twins because, you know, the, the, the Rangers are the former uh, expansion Washington Senators. And you want to talk about bad luck for a franchise and they got really close, but they've got no world championships for all these years since whatever that was, 72 or. or 72, so. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they had Ted Williams as a manager, although sure, sometimes talent doesn't translate to teaching. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. Here, here, Ted Williams, here's how you hit. First, you have <laughs> 2010 vision. <laughs> right. And then you uh, see the seams on the ball as it's coming toward you and hit it <laughs> over the fence. Okay, go do that, players. You know, I, like I said, he, I think he was uh, kind of a, a freak. I mean, you know, his spectacular eyesight and, and all these and athletic ability. You know, Certainly. He was he was a one one off a one and one. Uh, okay, so you've been accumulating these cards. So are you are you um, maintaining a want list or or people looking out for you? I mean, I, I know you have a lot of friends in the hobby. Are they are they uh, kind of searching things, bringing things to your attention, or are you buying groups of cards or picking them up one at a time mostly for your for your twins? So uh, it started, I think, about. 10 or 11 years ago, and I had it was just went through all of the resources that I could find and wrote down, okay, tops, here are the years that they produce cards, here are the cards that are the twins, these are the ones that I need, naturally. And throughout the years, you know, people come aside and said, hey, I have a grouping of 50. Well, three of them I might need. Congrats, cool, you have a purchase. Um, and I've gone through dime boxes and picked up two or three here, three or four there, and naturally you end up with the harder or more rare or more expensive cards left over, like the 55 Killebrew or the 67 Rod Carew or just, just ones that stand out. And uh, I just slowly knock them out one at a time. Are you willing, are you uh, uh, particular with respect to either having them be graded or you don't want them graded or you want them to be at least uh, a certain condition or, or are you just filling in the holes? Um, I started off initially as just filling out the holes, but I, I've kind of, uh, my, my theory was that I, if I at least get one, then I can upgrade later. And as long as it at least re resembles a square or at least what the card originally looked like on some of the circular cards, yeah. that, uh, that, that counts. Yeah. So I actually have some squares that used to be rectangles, <laughs> <laughs> some squares that you, I mean, some circles that used to be squares. So, uh, but I, uh, that's old school stuff. And I agree. I mean, if you don't have it at all, you know, you might as well get it and then, uh, consider, uh, upgrading. Okay. Last question here. Why don't more people, uh, focus their collection. I mean, I, I, my perception is there are a lot more kind of super collectors for a player or two or three than there are for a team, a franchise. So wh why do you think that is? And, and how would you recommend to somebody the, the joys of, of uh, really going after a, a franchise, a team? So for players, it's kind of easy just because you only have one person to look for. Whereas with the team, you have 10, 15, 20 subjects to kind of chase down. I think that's kind of a big stressor as far as just setting out, hey, I want to collect this, or I want to collect that, or this team, that team. And, you know, certainly it's a little bit easier for the defunct teams like the Expos or the Senators that we previously discussed. But uh, the, the easiest way that I can find for starting off a team collection would be to use all of the resources that are available between Beckett, between Trading Card TV, between any of these number of sources, they have filters so that you can filter out between team and all you have to do is copy and paste. Yeah. I need these, hey, there they are, okay. You can even print them out individually. It might cost a little bit more, you might have more paper to carry around. But <laughs> it's just, yeah, and, and second of all, the hardest thing that I would uh, state is for starting that would be to keep as far, keeping track of what you have. 
because some of us can look at a single card and say, yes, I have that, or I know that I have between this year range, but knowing for every single individual person, it's a little bit harder. Well, that's a good positive note to end on. Uh, uh, listeners, uh, Stefan is a really smart guy and it takes a really smart guy to collect a team because as he said, you can't, you just, you've got, you got to remember, you've got to, you got to know the players, you got to know the sets. So um, I think, each person, when they're picking a collecting focus or a challenge, it needs to fit, you know, kind of their personality. And it sounds like, Stefan, you've really enjoyed the the chase of going after a team because it's it's more complicated. And I think you like that. I like that, too. I was even more exhaustive than that, which, you know, uh, was was fun for a long time and still is fun. So, again, thanks, listeners. Thanks, Stefan, for uh, enlightening us about all things twins. Uh, I want to get you to uh, talk about some other stuff, uh, Stefan, but we'll do that another time. And uh, again, keep up the good work. Uh, and I will uh, be back again tomorrow, fans. Thanks. Bye.